Before we begin our episode, did you know podcasting the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast today. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. listening to Keeping It Nerd. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Nerd. This is episode 12, Game of Thrones season 7 review. This is Vince. This is Anthony. And it's been a while, buddy. Uh, how you been? Uh, I'm better than I deserve. How are you? Better than you deserve? Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a Dave Ramsey line. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I... Um, Everything's uh, everything's good. Uh, I haven't seen you. Well, we haven't we actually, recorded in about a yeah, month. Yeah, we or haven't so? recorded in a, in three weeks, three and a half weeks. Okay, I think. three weeks. Yeah. All right. So it was it yeah. was it was less than the month. Okay, good. Yeah. that I that I targeted. So all right, all right. Yeah. Well, you've been busy because you're you're getting ready to go to Tahoe pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, going road to compete. Tahoe and compete for the Spartan Beast, which yeah. is uh, gonna be great. Uh, so I'll let you guys know. I'll let all our listeners know about how I. Uh, escape death atop of a uh, squaw valley wait um, when is that well when are you when are you doing that october 1st october okay. 1st all right so you got yeah. you got a few weeks no a few weeks money buddy it's next week it's, like, it's less than well it's less than 10 days yeah it's less than 10 days um yeah. well the team uh, me and the team are are ready we prepped up today was our last workout and we're ready to go i mean hopefully we're ready to go and I, I like I like that we're talking about this a little bit because it's like kind of intro because you know Game of Thrones and I'm going up to that cold ass fucking Lake Tahoe where it's gonna be like winter's winter's coming oh winter's here it's cold up here and now I'm gonna be fighting White Walkers and shit um, oops sorry <laughs> not safe for work and little children uh, but you guys should know that by now this is episode twelve you guys know how we do it um anyways we're uh. Actually, before we get into our review and everything, let me go ahead and uh, ask you, did you see the Punisher trailer today? I did. How excited yeah. are you? The best part of it was uh, was using Metallica's music and how it synced up to the gunfights and the sequences in the in the trailer. Right, yeah, yeah. Every time they saw the, yeah. uh, the gun cock back or the yeah. like, uh, like the bullets were flying out, you just, it was, yeah, it was, it was really in sync. Yeah. Um, I'm having high Wait, hopes. Which is like, the, if you ever watched the video, it's it's crazy how Lars Al, Lars Ulrich just drums the shit out of that song, right? And so it it, it makes perfect sense for them to use that song and the, the lyrical content too. It's well, uh it's pretty it lines up with 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 the Punisher with, with the Punisher yeah. yeah yeah like like Metallica and Punisher I could see that like you know just being especially when you said like you could imagine like the drums just like going hard and all of a sudden you just see the gunfight yeah 
Um, yeah, I, I can't wait, especially after uh, Iron Fist and uh, the, the Defenders. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. Or I already told you don't watch Iron Fist, but I don't know if you've watched Defenders yet. Have you? No, I, I have it saved. Okay. Because... For a rainy day? Pa- Papa don't have Netflix no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Papa. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... Well, buddy, don't worry. You can use mine. Oh, wait. I, okay. I, sh- I, I shouldn't say that. So then just in case <laughs> if Netflix is listening to our podcast, it's, aha, Piraters. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I can't wait for the, for uh, Punisher to, to come up. I mean, to it's, begin. It, they, it they said October 8th, right? Is that what it said? Because they, they try to be cryptic or whatever with their little release. Uh, it, could, you just, it could either be November 8th or October 8th. But I did see an 8 in the middle. Okay. Because there's nowhere it's in August. No, 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 no. It's yeah, right. yeah, because yeah. that was that was already last year. <laughs> I mean, and last I, month. And I'm just thinking to myself, uh, <laughs> but I, when I saw that, I think I'm going to go into a seizure if I try and you know, uh, you know, de- decrypt the, decode the the release date. I'm just trying to watch that ending, the it, end scene. It, it looks like October eighth, if yeah. anything. I think I think I heard before already. They were saying it was going to be October. Like, oh, actually, no, I thought it was in November. That's what I heard uh, earlier okay. in the year, but. It can't come any sooner. It looks. It looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's obviously going to be dark. Uh, but you know, this is these, this is just a trailer right now, right? And just, they might have been showing all the good parts. That's how I felt like. That's why I got all hyped up for Defenders and Iron Fist. I was like, holy shit, that hallway fight scene. Oh shit, his hands fucking glowing. Oh great. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh shit, that was it. That was the fight scene in the hallway, and that was it. That was very anticlimactic. They showed all their cards. But like I said, hopefully Marvel. Uh, Netflix will uh, redeem their last two series. Wait, so you didn't you didn't like Defenders? Oh shit! A spoiler, did, did everybody. You like the, did you like uh, Defenders? No, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that another time. This is okay. No, no, right. we're we're gonna we're, we'll talk about it another time. And uh, I, mean, I want you to watch it too. Still, so okay. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. Well, when Punisher comes out, uh, we'll do we'll do something with uh, with the Punisher. We'll do a podcast with. Uh, obviously, the incarnations of the Punisher: we have Thomas Jane, Ray Stevenson, and your man uh, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> so, uh, any t- what, 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 do you, what do you tell me? As long as we get to talk anything with Dolph Lundgren, you're all in. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. All right. Um, God, that was. I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie because I, I kind of forgot it. All I just remember it was like Ivan Drago. Come on, he didn't have even. He didn't even have the white. <laughs> he didn't have the skull on his chest. Cripes. That's why it was hard for me to watch that movie. But I mean, but back then it was like, oh my God, this is the only comic book movie really out there. So yeah. I was forced to like it. And then other movies came out like Batman and stuff. So, hey, Anthony, did you hear we're on Stitcher now? Uh, I didn't realize we were so popular with the knitting and sewing community. Oh my God. Was that another dad joke? Or is this you being dumb? Maybe just a little bit of both. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'll let that one pass. I'll go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you. Based on the Wikipedia page, Stitcher is an on-demand internet radio service that focuses on news and information radio and podcasts. It provides free online streaming through their website and on mobile applications on Androids, Blackberries. Blackberries? What? Blackberries. Are those even still around? I don't know, man. That's weird. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Blackberries and iPhone. It's been described as the most popular alternative to the default Apple podcast app as of 2016. 
Oh, that's Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. It's where you can get the freshest episodes of your favorite podcast and radio shows streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. From NPR's Fresh Air to Adam Carolla, WNYC's Radio Lab to The Wall Street Journal, Rush Limbaugh to Rachel Maddow, and even our show, Keeping It Nerd. Stitcher organizes and delivers the world of talk radio fresh daily. Listen whenever and wherever you want. Listen to over 65,000 radio shows and podcasts on your iPhone, iPad, Android, or PC anytime, anywhere. Fine, keeping it nerd on Stitcher Radio today. Or tonight, if you're listening at night. Or in the wee hours of the morning, if you happen to be waiting for our podcast feed to refresh as we upload this current episode. And now, on with the show. Um, yeah, uh, so let's actually, uh, before we actually uh, jump into our season review of uh, Game of Thrones... We're going to welcome our uh, guest today. You've heard her voice before on a couple of episodes. Uh, I will do the intro. Queen of House of M, Reina Mastajo. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you. I appreciate that address as queen. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome aboard. It's standard. It's in her contract. Every time time she comes on the show, we have to address her as queen. It's an honor. I pledge fealty. <laughs> I will bend the knee. Bend the knee. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bend the knee, let's let's start off. Uh, Wait, be- before what? before oh. before that, just want to give a shout out to the uh, our musical artist on this episode, Musia Jad, with his song Parsim- "Parsimonious Love." You'll hear on the intro and the outro to the song. And always special thanks to Evan King for his song "Alpha Channels," heard on this episode and every episode of Keeping It Nerd. Thank okay, you. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Anthony, for that because, you know, so selfish of me. I always forget about say, uh, giving out uh, shout outs and thanks. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, providing us with uh, great music for our show. Um, but now, 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 now we'll get into the meat of the things, right? Yeah. Um, what? There's, there's so much to talk about, too, because it's only, I mean, with, with season seven. Season seven only was only seven episodes. Seven episodes, but there, some of them are longer. A lot. Yeah. Um, well, let's just talk about how it kicked off with the first scene. The first scene, holy crap! I mean, when you had Arya poisoning the the rest of the lords at uh, House Frey, holy! I mean, already you already at the end of season uh, season six, you, you saw her kill Walter Frey, uh, and, and she and she fed him his own sons in that meat pie. Yeah, and, you, and I couldn't thought like, holy shit! Like Arya, you are. You're fucking badass. I was so confused in the beginning because I was going, "Is this a like a flashback or what was this?" Oh like, yeah, I get yeah. yeah. I can see. And then and then having David Bradley just come back and film this after he had been killed off, it, it's great. Yeah, he, uh, he, he gets he gets one more uh, you know episode credit. Uh, <laughs> David Bradley TV. also great actor. Um, but then yeah, she and then she finished him off. I thought she's like, "All right, cool." She killed Walter Frey. And then she crossed him off the list, and now she's gonna move on. Nope, not at all. She would. She killed Evan. She just straight up, and it wasn't like it was bloody or anything. No, she's she was smart about how she did it. I like, I'm gonna poison the rest of you. I'm gonna go ahead and put on this Walter Frey mask. I will. We'll do a toast and elevate my badassness because right now Arya is just like just climbing the charts on at least on my on my list of like holy shit. Like she can. She's actually really formidable foe in the, in the show. I mean, I mean, I know she was training. She's part of the Assassin's Brotherhood now, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she had her, she had her sight taken away from her. 
you know, and you know that made her stronger because she had to. She couldn't rely on sight, and she was just she she was able to elevate herself. Pretty it, much, if, how did that scene make you feel when you got that redemption of knowing that she was sending a message? I mean, it kicked off the season with a bang. Like, wow, finally, um, we're gonna be redeemed after having all these bad things happen in the previous season. I I know it was just like, wow, the season's gonna be big. I I just thought it was uh, uh, the way she pulled it off was was really well done. And I, uh, I don't know. It wasn't something that I expected to kick off a show, because it was it was straight up a cold open. Yeah, right? yeah. Because because normally, as far as I can remember, um, every season premiere it always starts off with the credits and then it goes into the opening. But for the, they did this one different with a cold open, which was which was. Uh, oh, like was it so ordinary. cold? Yeah. It was so, yeah. so cold. It was so cold-blooded. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> and then another note, if you ever watch the scene, another note about David Bradley. So as soon as you realize it's Arya being David Bradley, there are hints of David Bradley's acting to where he brings a little bit of Arya in that performance. So, so Oh, so, you, so you, subtle, you figure out it's not yeah. him. So, yeah. so you, you sense small little subtle things like the the way i don't know some some of the speech patterns and the way that uh, uh his, his facial his expressions his facial expressions and his yeah. movements so after the big reveal you're going oh and then you rewatch it again and then you're thinking oh okay so it's aria pretending to be walder frey at this point right and then you just just i don't know these little subtleties which i think this is the reason why i think david bradley is amazing because he's he's somebody else playing somebody else who's playing him. So can you can you uh, can you repeat that again? Actually, can you repeat that in the voice of uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder? He's 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 a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and that and that's exactly what that was then. Yeah, it was another dude playing a dude playing another dude. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean that's yeah that's how you that's you start how you start a season seven. The cold open, Arya gets redemption. She crosses someone off her list, and you it kind of set the tone of like like Raina said, like it's kind of set the tone of like, okay, is this season going to be a season of redemption type stuff? Like, I'm sick and tired of seeing, you know, the Starks and you know the good guys get kicked in the gut over and over again. Foils are uh, plans are being foiled, you know, betrayal like over and over again, obviously. And like, are we seeing a payoff? You know, and obviously we're gonna go more into more all the other episodes. But yeah, I th- I think I was like, oh, goodness, thank God, here we go, Th- something good, something good. And and it still kind of continued off of that feeling of a season six when you just saw Daenerys, she was on that boat on the Mayflower, <laughs> on the on the way to uh, you know Plymouth Rock, I mean, or Dragonstone, and she's just. And you just feel like, oh shit, here we go. Something's good. And you're just feeling like really upbeat. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. And then when this happens, I, I mean, as, you know, murder and everything, I can't believe I'm like, I'm like cheering for a murder. But I mean, like, going, yes, I'm still feeling great. This is awesome. <laughs> Kill everyone. Um, she just took her sweet ass time getting there, man. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. She took a stroll. She's like, ah, we could take the shortcut or the long cut. No, let's go to the long cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, this 
this I mean I'm, I'm looking I'm trying to look at my notes I'm trying to remember well like, also this was the episode where Ed Sheeran appeared I mean what did you think of was, his appearance uh, it it didn't throw me off like other people did it it actually kind of made sense within the context of it but it was actually more expressive and more explicit as opposed to having like Coldplay at the Red Wedding or Sigaros and some of the other King's Landing scenes right so uh, having his cameo appearance was going, whoa. But the the thing that makes it special for me is the fact that it was a complete surprise to Maisie Williams, who plays Arya Stark. Oh, and she that, didn't know? That, that reaction that you see in the scene is, is her genuine reaction and her trying not to break character. Oh, I didn't know that. Because she's, she's a big... She's a huge Ed Sheeran super fan. Yeah, she's seen his concert uh, on three continents. So, uh, of course, I mean, you have the money to do it, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's, well, that's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that she was a big fan. And then I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that um, she was surprised and uh, surprised by that casting. So, and so that was, that was legitimate because during, during rehearsals, they would, they would hide Ed Sheeran. <laughs> and and then they would they brought him out for the the final filming and so uh, is this she, is this, is this she, your friend uh, is this from your friend uh, from that works inside of HBO that told you about this <laughs> no I read it on an article hey man uh, like on an entertain, entertainment week yes. <laughs> 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 but it was it was uh, it, yeah so what you see on on camera is her a genuine reaction and her not trying trying not to break character. <laughs> Well, I mean, so, I, she did actually so a really credit, good job. Credit because, to her, yeah, yeah, because I, I couldn't tell. Like, I, I mean, she still had that look of like, I want to kill all you soldiers if you say the wrong thing. <laughs> except Ed Sheeran. Yeah, except for Ed Sheeran, exactly. <laughs> well, I was but, actually expecting for him to get killed. I was kind of disappointed when he wasn't. When killed. he wasn't I was killed, like, what, what was the point of this? But now that she tells the story, it, it makes sense. Well, he's there for, you know, he's, he's there. He, I thought he was going to break out in song and dance and everything. I was like, oh, here we go. I mean, he did break out a little song, but I thought he was going to go more. And then he looked at a camera and he would just, he would be saying, new album coming out. <laughs> Wait, side note on cameos. What, what happened to Conor McGregor's cameo? Did I never I missed really it. spot I missed it? it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see yeah. anything. I, was it actually a real one or was it just like fake news? I don't know. I don't know. Not unless he was one of the people that died at the season seven. Oh, <laughs> oh, or was he, or or was he or over there, at season, Walter Frey? Was he season, I don't know, or or maybe he was like, like in episode six of this season where, uh, they had all these different wildlings that came out of nowhere who died. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, uh, no, he, it was. Uh, yeah, we we all heard the news that he was going to be on there, but actually, Conor McGregor admitted that he was not in season seven. He said it in, oh, okay. in, in, in Entertainment Weekly. Thank you. Okay. Yes, I'll be your uh, research, you know, person on the side fact, right now. Fact, fact check. Thank you. Fact checked. Yes. <laughs> we should. We should have like one of those voices, like fact check. The voice that just comes up over and over. Ooh, excuse me. Oh, dinner. Mm, sorry about that, guys. Um. But yeah, all right. So Arya now she's now she's a badass to me, and she's like just you know out to uh, Merc. Uh, what's her name? One who shall not be named. Cersei. <laughs> um, Voldemort? <she's> on- <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, uh, she's, she's on a mission now, right? She's going to start cross names and everything. And she even told that to the, the soldiers, right? And even the soldiers yeah. kind of laughed it off. And that's, where I, that's when, yeah, you're right, Reyna. I thought like, 
oh, keep laughing because now I'm going to kill you for laughing. But then she took the moment to actually listen to their story. They're going, oh, no, you guys are and sing, just soldiers. You guys are just soldiers. You, you just wanted to go stab, stab, stab. Exactly. <laughs> just like, stab here, stab here, slit throat here, and you're done. Yeah, and, and while we're on Arya, I mean, why don't we just continue her journey throughout season seven and, and talk about each character? Because, I mean, there's so much... There's so much that's in this one episode. I think, you know, for her, I mean, what I want to get to, what I was very excited about with Arya is her reunion with her dire wolf. I mean, for me, I'm a dog lover. So when she was... We have two dire wolves ourselves. Yes, we do. And when she was reunited with uh, Nymeria for that brief moment, I was really, really happy. I mean, how did you feel? With uh, with Nymeria? Wait, did she? Oh yeah, she was reunited with Nymeria. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah. she they they were, but then you know, at that one point, one, one point, she says, "Oh wait, you're not her." Yeah. But no, but she it was. It, it, wasn't was. It, oh, it, 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 it was. Oh, it was. She had changed. She had changed. <laughs> yeah, I I think oh, when okay. she so said, it's inter- so it's a ref- she, it's symbolic reflection of the two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When she's like, yeah. "Is uh, is uh, you're not her," as in like, uh, oh, because she wanted her to come with her, like, "Oh, come with me. We'll, we'll be back to be a family." You know. You, yeah. you, you mean you again all over and then you know she walked away and with the, with the pack and when she's like oh you're not her it's not she's not saying like oh you're not you're not Nymeria like I you, like, you're just another another dire wolf out there she's like oh wait no you're not her like that's not you you're not meant to be with me like you yeah. are you are your own now you're you got your own pack you've you got your own life basically and I you know as sad as it was too I was like no Nymeria just Give her a turn back and give her like a little <laughs> wink or something. Uh, but yeah, it was it was sad. Like, which it's, it's you know, there was a brief like, okay, I'm here and I'm gone. I'm like going, damn it, where are these dire wolves? But at least it gave closure to like knowing what happened to that particular dire wolf. I mean, for me, throughout the entire Game of Thrones series, you know, you keep track of okay, which dire wolf is alive, which one is dead, and it it pretty much gave closure for that one, so I was really happy to see that. So now it's just Nymeria and Ghost, right? Everyone, else, all the other dogs are dead. Summer, Shaggy Dog, uh, Shaggy yeah. Dog. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, what yeah, do you call it? That was Brands or Rickons, whatever. Um, oh, I didn't realize the name was Shaggy Dog. Yeah, <laughs> very. It was very uh, you know, uninspiring. It's like because <laughs> everybody else had cool names, right? Yeah, and now you're Shaggy Dog. What? Uh, <laughs> you think it's uh, Scooby Doo or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Rickons. Rickons was Shaggy Dog. Yeah, okay, oh, and, yes, and then see Rob had Grey Wind, Lady. Oh, I thought that was named Summer. Oh, yeah, Brandon's of Summer. Yeah, so now it's uh, it's Nymeria just Ghost and Nymeria. Ghost. Oh, do you think that's kind of like hinting too? Like, oh, the last two, the last two wolves that are alive. No, I, I, I think Jon Snow's going to die finally in season eight. Really? Because he... <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. I think we're jumping Because there's so many yeah. opportunities for him so to many, die. So many opportunities. Hello, he... This guy has, you know, He's been brought death. back to He's life, cheated. but I, I just think... I think that... This is why the whole idea of, of uh, the ending being bittersweet is that we, f- we finally get to see Jon Snow die. Which in the books I'd be all all for it, but in the show I'm going no, not not Jon Snow. Are you reading the books? <laughs> Were you reading the books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, 
So I can't stand Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. Like I just in the books I want them to die. And and then in the books <laughs> Jon Snow did die. <laughs> now you make me not want to read the books. So Well, um, keep in mind that they're they're supposed to be like twelve, thirteen, and fourteen around this time, so they're still kids. Oh, so they're the like books. the adolescents, yeah. the like yeah. annoying adolescents. Yeah. Okay. So they're still kids. All right. Well, but sorry. Right, well, let's, let's I, I, but I digest. <laughs> digest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go back there. Yeah, so going online with Arya, and she did have another re- another reunion. She, uh, she with hot pie. With hot pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? As funny as it was, I, I did enjoy that that uh, reunion as well because I thought it still brought back and uh, brought her back uh, to season one like, in, her, in her innocence of just the little girl who was. You know, standing up against bullies and everything like that. Right. And now she's like going, "Oh nope, I'm like you're my and you're like hot pie. You're my only friend." <laughs> it's like the end of Ghostbusters too. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and you know, hot pie's uh re- that that reunion actually uh did set Arya into another path because sure. she was she was she, on her way to King's Landing. Yeah, she was on the way to King's point. Landing, and you know, hot pie was basically like, "Oh, are you gonna go?" Uh, Go to Winterfell. Back, she's going, no, to Winterfell? There's nothing there. Yeah, right. Uh, Which is kind of hard to believe that you know you didn't hear that news after all this time that you've been out there. So it was kind of surprising to hear that she didn't know that they were, you know, that John and and Sansa were back at Winterfell. Right. But it was a nice surprise. Yeah, I I just think. Um, it's it's sort of the the idea of the the storytelling that the writers like to do, where they they kind of t- like that. I mean, even though a lot of the season was fan service, and it, it like a lot of, some of it did feel feel rush, but I think some stories just need that that tension for the bigger payoff, the extra so, the extra peppering of like yeah. like all right, we're gonna sprinkle this throughout the seasons. Yeah, which which I actually I do yeah. uh, I do appreciate that. I mean, don't, you don't always have to appease the audience. I guess. We'll give yeah. you quick redemption now. Like we need. Right. You, here's your satisfaction. Like, like, no, no, no. I get it. So Plus, the payoff, you're right. The payoff <laughs> was like, oh wow. Whew. I, I think the payoff this season was her finally making it back home. Yeah, because she had been home for, or she'd been away from home for so many years. Yeah, pretty so. much. I guess ever since season one, end of season one, and then she was just gone yeah. away. And yeah. she had, and she actually did have a chance. Remember, Brienne saw her. Yeah, and, uh, was telling her like I'm supposed but to be back. But she refused. But she she ended up going to uh, to the what is it? Bravos. Yes, for, to yeah. uh, to com- to complete her training and get her like, as the faceless the- as the faceless man. Plus, you know, I mean, it's 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 hard when you don't have reception for Twitter. So she probably didn't, wasn't able to tweet <laughs> and check on her Twitter. No one was able to at her. <laughs> at yeah. Arya, come home. Yeah, it's at us. Arya, we we home now. <laughs> so. Uh. Um. Yeah. Plus, you didn't have that many cell towers out there back then. So. Yeah. Well, especially in Bravos. <laughs> oh yeah, because that that place is just like so rural and everything. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. No. So yeah. It's, uh. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. She got. She gets. She gets. Comes back home. She went to. Uh. And she. And she reunites. And I was actually excited. Like she's. Oh, good. She's got to reunite with John because I always appreciated the connection that her and John had. Yeah. Like. Um. No. It was actually the. Re- that was like the. She was the only one who I felt that really respected him as a brother, because everyone else treated him like, "Oh, you're Jon Snow, the bastard son. Yeah. Like you're our bastard brother." Yeah. I'll close off this computer right now. All right. So, 
I'm going to mention this right now too in our in the podcast. Okay. All right. So back into it. Three, two, one. Whoa. Technical difficulties there, buddy. Um, just as we were laughing at Bravos not having reception, only us one cell tower. What? <laughs> we, 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 lose, sh- we lose my internet. We should not have. We should not have. Uh, we should not have made fun of Bravos. Sorry, Man Bravos. of many faces. It's them. It's the it's the brother of assassins. They seriously. Who? <laughs> who's not? Who's having internet problems? I am. It's, uh, it's today. It's to, I was trying to cleverly make a joke, but I couldn't. Uh, I just don't remember the reference. Never mind. Okay, but uh, so where were we? So we were we were at Aria. Are we at Aria <laughs> heading heading home yet? No, no. Are we were we, we were um, we were at. I, I I just thought that Aria was the only one out of the family that really treated John like family. She yeah. she treated him like the brother that he he is. Uh, everyone else kind of you can kind of tell like going, oh you're just you're you're John the bastard son like our but our bastard brother right and Arya was always close to him remember he also he's also one who gave her needle true so that's that's why I was like that's why when she was heading home I was like, oh my god yes she's gonna reunite with John and you know one big but happy she, start but she family. barely misses him. <laughs> Oh, in true fashion, in true fashion, of course, you know, the, yeah. the, we are, we're two ships sailing, uh, passing between the night happens. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, she, she, but she does reunite with her, uh, her other siblings, uh, Sansa and uh, Brandon. The, the, the three-eyed raven. <laughs> the oh, artist, formerly, artist formerly known as Brandon Stark. Oh, right, yeah, 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 <laughs> because... Uh, he is now the three-eyed raven, which he loved bringing that up. Which it, nobody gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone was just, was, I'm the three-eyed raven. And I guess going, wow, you've really been out there for a while, haven't you, kid? <laughs> At least it's it's never going to be as bad as I am the immortal Iron Fist. Right? Yes, so. yes, that is so true. <laughs> very, very true. I will take the three-eyed raven over the Iron Fist. Yeah, uh, remar- uh, like, you know, remarks every time. I would, <laughs> yeah. But I'm but, uh, I'm glad I'm glad she finally makes it home, and and then we so so speaking of Winterfell, um, it, it was nice to finally have Starks in charge of Winterfell again. Yes, yeah, that was and nice. So it was, yeah, since you had Theon try and take it, and then you had uh, Bolt Ramsay Bolton like basically yeah. disgrace the whole home. Yeah, and then for for them to have that big celebration at the end of last season. And kind of leading into this season, where a, a bunch of those soldiers are still hanging out in, in Winterfell for some odd reason, but they're just they're just chilling there. Um, like the oh wait, wait quick a note about the end of season six that that last part where they're celebrating taking back Winterfell just totally reminded me of the end of Star Wars. Oh, without the Ewoks though, right? <laughs> yeah, without the Ewoks. Yeah. So and, and was, the fireworks was, and everything, but it yeah, was yeah, nice. You're right. Yeah. It, it was nice to have have uh, a, a Stark seated at Winterfell once again. Yeah, they were partying it up over there. Yeah. Um, and so then, to have to have not one, not two, but three Starks at Winterfell was it was a huge thing for me because uh, I, I don't know if you remember. There's this flashback scene that happens in like season three, where or season I think season three or season four where. 
they they think about all being together again and so so at least we're we're almost there to a certain well, I mean, extent that yeah i mean obviously the others there are the the few that that sadly could not be joining them because unfortunately right. they died but they uh, yeah you're, you're just you're just one more away you have uh john who you know we'll talk about we'll talk about his character and his story this season uh in a bit uh but yeah uh, we'll uh, kind of uh, continue and like almost wrap up with Arya um once again she displayed her badassness when she went toe to toe with uh Brienne Oh yeah did, did you did you see the behind the scenes featurette where she's talking about the training for that and then how she's able to flip the dagger like, No she- no I didn't see it so th- there's this one one little part it, that it wasn't featured in the actual scene, but if you watch the behind the scenes feature, it she flips the dagger uh, from one hand to another hand seamlessly. I mean, and I'm I'm talking about uh, Arya. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I'll I'll send you the the little video of that part, but it's just that dagger flip. So you're it, telling me that Macy Williams. Uh, yes. Has better fight choreography than Finn Jones. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna bring it up every time Finn Jones. If you, God dang you, she's look this 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 little girl over here can handle a sword, a knife, and have way better fight scenes than you. She she yeah. just basically killed your whole season of Iron Fist. I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna go into it. But I'm gonna say it right now. I don't care. She killed your whole season of Iron Fist with just that one scene going against toe to toe with Brienne. Well, she also had training for another Netflix movie that she's in that I watched briefly called Eye Boy. Um, I've watched it for like a brief amount of time, and I think that's probably where she got her extra training for Game of Thrones or whatnot. Eye Boy. Talk- yeah, you're talking about Maisie Williams, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Wait, yeah. Wait. I, so it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's a totally different subject, but I'm just saying. Oh, it no, ties no, 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 no. It, tie, it ties in. Okay. It ties in. So Maisie Williams has uh, I boy. Is it just a letter I or is it E Y E? Like no, I boy. I B O Y. Is it in our queue? Did you uh, get in our queue? No, but you'll see that it was like previous, previously watched. <laughs> when, when, when you say when you say, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. When you, when you say like that, I go, uh oh, I'm kind of uh. Let's just put it this way. I didn't finish the whole thing. I'll leave that for you to uh, pretty much decipher. Uh-oh. All right. So we saw Captain Phasma. I mean, Brianna Tarth uh, versus uh, Arya. How awesome would that have been if they had just took lightsabers and just started doing that right there? I'm, I'm sure someone's photoshopped and after effects. The, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, right. you know, there has you know, to be a the... meme out there or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, she just basically she took she she's she's taking it she she's take, taking over as in like okay I'm gonna show I'm resident badass and she did it in front of uh, Sansa and Littlefinger oh my god yeah. just the way she was doing it, I was like going oh you are, like hopefully you're not showing all your cards are you because you want to make sure you're still like seen as like oh yeah I'm still the young Stark Stark you know girl that seems to be weak or whatever. I just I like the the reaction that Brianna has after this the little sparring match because it, it's just because it, if if you think about it she's the one that took down the hound right yes and that, that's what it was yeah, right? she's which, like you took on the yeah. hound yes now I want to take you on yeah and then uh, 
that that's why I think that that whole scene at at the at the dragon pit where the hound finally reunites with Bri or Brienne and they talk about Arya Stark. Like they're they're talking fondly of her as if she's their their daughter, you know? Yeah, and like so, they're co-parenting her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. I I I enjoyed that thing too because he all have had uh, spent some sort of or had interaction with her. The hound obviously had uh, you know more more time with her, but yeah, Brienne can just see like oh no, I've I've crossed paths with her before. She's also a fiery one. Is it going? Oh, what are we gonna do with this teenager? <laughs> Right. Um, so, but uh, I mean, but then there was a so after the after reunion with all the Starks, she reunited with obviously uh, you know Sansa, and then you could really tell there's going uh oh like there was there was always that uh difference between them right Sansa was more like oh yeah I want to grow up I want to be the princess I want to be the a lady and Sansa was like no I'm a soldier. Like you're just being a priss, and you kind of saw it still uh, between them. Even though they reunited, you'd think they would have been like more like sisterly, and you haven't seen each other for years and years and years, and it was more like, oh, you're alive. Yes, I am. Oh, and you've taken up quarters in mother and father's old room. Yes, I have. Like, uh-oh. Like, geez, Louise. Like, they still can't put aside all any kind of differences between them. And I, I, I just... I, I, I think that's... Um that's for me as as someone who uh, who loves the show and and their dynamic. I'm glad they kept it that way because um, just because they, I mean you had to have some sort of drama at back at Winterfell and, and to have some sort of tension back at Winterfell. Like it could, it, it can't all be happy because the because the the show's not over yet, right? I think I think once everything's said and done, then it, there's time to to rejoice but uh, i do appreciate the the tension that they, they had although there, there were some weak parts to it um it's, i think especially as you get into season i mean uh, episode six and seven uh of their dynamic but um uh, i just think the the reunion between sansa and Arya was was for the most part well executed i mean, uh, yeah, I mean you're, you're right not, they're not they're literally not they're not <laughs> yes literally <laughs> and that i mean once again that Arya's storyline this this uh this season we're going to go jump into the, the last episode with her or how she basically played littlefinger who was playing everyone from the get go and she played the player like how do you do that you you don't hustle the hustler but she did and she straight up took him like how how did you feel with that with that whole with that whole scene, and you, you thought maybe it was a misdirection, like oh she she's going to be put on trial because Sansa feels threatened and Littlefinger's you know manipulating Sansa, and I thought oh shit, typical Sansa, you're being manipulated, you know nothing, thank God, I mean you know now you're going to get your sister killed, right? I mean the whole time I was thinking what why don't they just ask Bran? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He's going. Uh, he's like, oh, who my crazy brother who keeps on talking about being a three eyed raven? Yeah, I don't know what that means. He's on. He's up in the room uh, playing with uh, playing with Jenga. Yeah, um, and and I think they they cleared it. Although I, I think it would have been better said on the show if they cleared it up this way. But but in an, in another interview, uh, the actor who plays Bran Stark said that they did confer. This the storyline implies that they did, or they were supposed to confer with him about. 
whether or not because the tension was real up to a certain point, and then they one of them finally went to Bran. Yeah, I think one of them Bran. probably sh- shook out of it like a hold on, wait. Yeah, I know, I know, I feel like I'm getting played right now. You know, what? let me ask my uh, my brother who has his you know this special. He's power. the three eyed three eyed pigeon, three eyed raven. Damn it, <laughs> three eyed pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah. Like once again, like Arya. Once again, this is why I'm saying like, she just climbed the charts of being a badass in this for this in the season for me because she straight up she did the Matumbo finger wag to Littlefinger and his little uh, you know playing of his tricks and he says yeah I'm gonna get you right now and you're gonna be dead and. You know, and I'll still be able to control Sansa, and I'll I will be able to take over uh, King's Land, or you know, you know, have power. Right, my 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 rise of power will be, you know, continuing upward. Uh, but nope, she straight went ah ah ah, and <laughs> not not today, not today. She straight up killed his ass right there. And I don't know this household when that happened, Reina. What what, what was your feelings? Well, I was pretty much feeling like uh, we got Ocean Eleven, um, where it was a misdirection, and you know I would have liked to seen like a playback on how they pretty much planned the whole thing. I mean, that would have been, you know, great. But you know, overall, I thought it was once again redemption. The way that I felt in you know episode one of season seven is how I felt when that scene came. It was like. Full redemption, satisfaction, like finally, finally somebody is going to fucking give this guy what he deserves. It was great. This is when you this is when you should we should insert a like a sound bite of the rock. You know, it's finally Littlefinger <laughs> dies. He dead. Littlefinger dead. He dead. He dead. He no he more. He died. He died. He's like Dr. Seuss. Cause he uh, did. <laughs> he did. He oh, you know he, he did. did. <laughs> but uh, real quick though, uh, to wrap up on Sansa and uh, and Arya though, uh, like what would you do if you were in Sansa's shoes and you're like rifling through your sister's effects and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck are these bag of faces? Yeah. Do you think uh, that was maybe uh, the moment? Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. I'd be I'd be creeped out if I were her. And then, and then I'd be terrified to death because of the way that 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 scene that they had in the chamber, where she was talking about, oh, I could I could pretty much kill you off and steal your face, and then I'd be a lady, a true lady of Winterfell, right? Yeah, like, yes. I I was just I was cringing and I was going, please don't kill her. <laughs> that whole time, I was going, oh my gosh, please, something bad's gonna happen, but it didn't, and so. Yeah, no, no, so, you're right. When, yeah. when she when she did say that, going, oh yeah, you know, I can, yeah, you're right. When I can kill you and I can replace you, and I'll be the lady. When Winterfell, I thought, uh oh, she's going to that dark place. Uh oh, yeah. here we go. She's gonna add a new new face to her collection. But then back to what Raina said earlier with with a Scooby Doo reference, <laughs> it was basically like a Scooby Doo. I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you and these <laughs> and those metal that meddling direwolf. <laughs> and you just and you just see him take off that mask. So yeah, you take off the mask of Littlefinger and you see it's some like someone else. It was like, wait, Ned Stark, you've been doing this my whole time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you faked your own death. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up like Arya and her her season. Uh, let's let's move to uh some of the 
like other smaller characters before we get into like the bigger ones like Danny and uh Tyrion and and who else was there? Danny and Tyrion. And those, I, are the, those are the big so ones. So let's get into Sam. Let's get into Sam and, and and you know his time at the Citadel where he was paying his doo-doos and you know literally literally he was paying yeah. his doo-doos. Gross. Like that scene was a little much for me. I thought seeing the poop I, and the thing that like one or two cycles would have been fine, but the the loop of it for like the like two three minutes, I was like, all right, that's enough. Like I get it. He's he he scoops up shit and <laughs> he you know he hates his life. It just made me want soup. That scene just made me want soup all of a sudden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I actually was very lucky. I was doing something where I didn't quite see the entire scene, but I asked Vince, like, hey, what was going on? He's like, oh, you don't want to see it. It's nothing but poop. So I'm like, all right, that's great. I don't have to have you rewind it. It's fine. <laughs> I got lucky. But but it's, it's uh, uh, I, and I'm quoting another article here, but the his experience is sort of the anti-Harry Potter where... He finally makes it to like this cool thing, right? And it's yeah. It's supposed to be like Hogwarts and and then uh It's the, totally the not what he was expecting. Uh Maester Abrius is supposed to be like like Harry Potter, who who the actor for for just a quick reference, who the actor did appear in the Harry Potter series movies as as Professor Slughorn, um, Jim Broadbent. But it was it was interesting to see like oh it's it's uh it's not all fun and games here like in Hogwarts. No, it's it's, you it's, have to it's do, poops and dragon you gotta scale. Do, you got to do work, and and then I I just think the uh, just that loop helped to set up the day in and day out, which I think is great because it did bring us to his point of view of of just they should have just played that yeah. song working nine to five working. Oh my god. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's how it was. That scene, I was going, stop, enough. Um, but, I mean, Sam, yeah, I mean, Sam, he, had to, he did have to pay his uh, time at the Citadel. And, yeah, you're right. He, he thought, oh, yes, I'm going to be a maester. And I'm going to be I'm gonna be something one day. I'm going to learn all the stuff. And, nope, it was nothing like he, like, he's probably looking, this is nothing like the brochure, <laughs> brochure said. Yeah. He, he, totally, he totally was like, uh-oh, I, I didn't sign up for any of this. But um, but then, but I mean, he, he was intricate, or I don't know. Oh yeah, he was intricate. Like he had, he he found Jorah, right? Jorah, right? Yes. Sir Jorah Mormont, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, who, as, who, uh, he, he was suffering from grayscale at the moment. Oh, he was ex- uh, he it was extreme eczema. Uh, so that's what I that's what I thought it was. <laughs> extreme eczema. That's funny. Yeah. So and then he met him, and then he cured him because he went over the head of. The maesters is like you know what I'm gonna find the cure for this like I, I've read somewhere I heard something like, and that's that's the thing with Sam like he was always like going no no like you people are so old school like you need to be forward thinking but like, you know look at everything that you guys have and you know at your fingertips and use it don't just thinking oh no it's just some it's just babblings from some old maester like oh no it means nothing right and Sam, uh, Sam which, which I think it's uh, that particular scene. In it, where he's actually performing the uh, the the cure, right, or or the, the body procedure. scrub treatment, the body yeah. co- the body scrub treatment, yeah. <laughs> which which I think is further evidence as to why Sam ended up piecing out because he figures he can get all the knowledge he can of being a maester from the books, 
from from the books that he's reading and transcribing, right? So that that sort of puts him in a higher position than anything that he can learn out of the out of the citadel. Oh, exactly. Old yeah. town. Yeah. So you're, you're, it's, you're right. It's so it, it's totally it's totally a, a a moment a character defining moment to where you know he performed this procedure. He uh, he went above the heads of the maesters. And then there's other evidence showing, the, you know, the maesters aren't aren't with them because there there's that part where they're discussing the mace the maesters at Old Town are discussing the White Walkers and 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 zombies, right? And and they they're kind of just shrugging it off as foolish. But Sam's seen him actually up close, which prompts him to just yeah, bounce. because it's yeah. like they're, they're like so arrogant. Like it's oh we're so like well no 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 this. This is so stupid. <laughs> That's right. silliness, foolishness. We don't, we don't, we don't want to talk about that. That's right. So they're they're ultra conservative, and then which which leads me to another conspiracy fan theory that I that I read somewhere where the Maesters were actually the reason for magic leaving Westeros, and they were the they were probably the ones responsible for the dragons dying out. So, oh. because because you remember how you you can't really keep dragons caged up, but then the maesters somehow did, and that's how the they ended up getting smaller and smaller, right? The dragons ended up getting smaller and smaller until they died off. So there's a there's a conspiracy fan theory out there that saying that it was the maesters who were, who were responsible for for uh, for imprisoning the dragons and and magic going away from Westeros. Well, that means so. Daenerys is going to go after them, and she's going to kill them all. <laughs> so, um, so just a just a little thought. I mean, that scene where he where Sam's arguing with the Maesters there is just just kind of makes you think a little bit about what like what the Maesters are really there for, anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, they're so. I mean, they're not doing their job basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was you know it was funny though was the it was that scene when he was uh, he had a long day of work right. And you know, Gilly is over there. She's trying to, you know, trying to be helpful, and she's trying to, you know, the wildling, like, going, oh, I'm learning how to read, Sam, and like, I'm, I'm seeing what you, got, what, what there is, and she's trying to help, you know, like tell him about these facts and the things that she's learning herself. And she actually, she's the one who stumbles upon the whole thing of, uh, um, of Rhaegar and Lyanna. Yeah, and it's, oh, yeah. there's something about a an annulled wedding, and there's a secret ceremony, and. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think he actually ever gave her the credit, though, right? No, no he just basically said, enough. Like he, like he had that face of going, like, enough of your babbling. I had a, I had a hard day at work. Close your books. I don't want to hear it from you anymore. Enough of this guff. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was a pretty huge bombshell because that's that's the moment you realize that the whole Robert's War and Robert's Rebellion was based off of a lie. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, yeah, like I said, she she found it. So good for you, Wildling. Good for you, Gilly. Yeah. Um then yeah, so I mean Sam and Sam what he after that he bounced out, went to Winterfell, uh starts uh, started sending crows or ravens or whatever to uh to John telling him about Dragon Glass and uh its effects and where you can find a lot of it. Yeah. Um, a Dragonstone and Dragonstone, who obviously uh, who's now taking up residence there, but you know we'll go into her later in a bit. Um, and yeah, yeah, so so he 
he goes to Winterfell, sees Bran, and you know, Bran, you know, does, does the Bran thing and say, "Oh yeah, um, the Three Eyed Raven." And Sam gives the face that anyone would make when someone makes some sort of, some preposterous, you know, a claim like going, "Uh huh, uh huh, you." You were on the other side of that wall for a long time. I don't know what happened over there. <laughs> it, it was really cold. Yeah, he went to madness. <laughs> and yeah. he, um, what I mean, so, but then they, but they, they both, they, they both were able to Sherlock the whole Jon Snow thing, right? Right, right. And and uh, and then that that last part of season seven, episode seven, where. Where um, Sam just corrects them, right? So it's like like they're each other's encyclopedia and fact checking. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I think if they're gonna do a spinoff of this show, they should do like uh, Sam Sam and uh, Sam and Brand will be like an old detective duo, and their assistant Gilly huh. <laughs> be like uh, Kojak or Jake and the Fat Man, something like that. Dating myself with those two references, but. Um, Let's see where else. Where what we? So that was yeah. That was Sam's arc for this season. Then Jorah, you know, he got he got cured. He got cured. He, he went. He got cured. He went to go see Daenerys. Daenerys says, "Oh my God, I'm thanking this. You're back." And then he joins the the Avengers, basically. Or oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the, the Mag- Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven. Uh, we'll go into that, yeah. but and then what, what was another? <laughs> what was another? Uh, Oh, King, here's, King of here the was, Friend Zone. <laughs> King of the Friend Zone. <laughs> King of the Friend Zone. Oh, he's mayor. He is mayor of that town. Yeah. Um, but real quick before Friend Zone, who was not in the Friend Zone anymore was Grey Worm and uh, uh, Missandei. Yeah. Man, they took that relationship to another level. I don't know and, how they took it to the next level when he doesn't even have, you know, junk... Down there to wait. I, I thought guess. they cleared that up. I thought I thought that they did say that he he has a bit of a pillar left because there's there's one scene f- following that where Missande and Daenerys are talking, and then she mentions pillar. I don't know. I completely missed that. Whoa. I was just like, okay, <laughs> wow. Either that, or did you did you watch frame by frame, buddy? It's okay. You can go ahead and admit you watched that scene frame by frame. Oh yeah, yeah. For Grey Worm, I mean for Masande, um. <laughs> it's all it's all for the sake of research. I get it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's for science. For yeah, science. So uh, Grey yeah. Worm, uh, well, his, his worm got touched, or actually, yeah. his, you know, well, his, it probably is a worm if you're talking. He has something. <laughs> I mean, if, if regardless, I mean, he definitely gave in that situation. Yeah, turned rocked her world. It was, um, uh, I, th- I think I'm quoting. I can't remember which which news source I'm quoting, but they called it the most feminine scene in Game of Thrones history. That was the most feminine scene, or like feminist feminist scene. I mean, it's like the most feminist scene. Ah, I gotcha, in Game of Thrones. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. So, you are pulling out some. You are pulling out some articles and stuff right now on, on this yeah. episode. I like it. Thank you. I, get, I no problem. So uh, yeah. So um, all right. So that was the, that was the little thing. Uh, the gray worm. <laughs> little thing. No pun intended. Uh, 
How about how about Euron, aka Freddie Mercury, aka the best bad guy on this show right now? No, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. He's, he's actually my my favorite uh, because he has that rock star, rock star chic kind of thing going on. Yeah, he's and Freddie I, Mercury. I, I, he is. He's yeah. he, he's the lead singer of Queen. Yeah, if 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 Freddie Mercury wasn't gay, it's totally Euron Greyjoy. Um. I I just think like the whole badass rocker look is working for him. Although in the books he's described more of a of of like a cunning and clever badass who's just too too smart for his own good, which I think they, they try to play it up as much as they can. Like the only thing that's missing from the books to the adaptation to the television adaptation is the eye patch. Would totally it would totally make him a pirate, like a full on pirate. But well, that I, makes I, sense, right? Guess, because he has, a, you know, he's the Iron Islands, and you know, they yeah. ships and stuff. So um, I, I like it. I like his swagger. Like he's combining a lot of uh, a lot of uh, like the Rolling Stones kind of swagger and like Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and then the whole yeah, Freddie Freddie Mercury flamboyance. He is, well, no, is there? I, I, just, I, I just think of the Freddie Mercury because of the mustache, right? Uh, I mean, they. I don't know. Just the. Uh, there, there's so many re- references to to how he he comes across that it's it's he's he's literally my favorite bad guy right now, <laughs> and, and then he's so much of a badass in the books that they haven't even shown what he's capable of in the show. Uh, well, they, so, only, have, they I, only have one season to show it. Yeah, I know. So I'm 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 hoping with the coming of the Golden Army that well, we'll see, that mean, we get to see or the well, Golden he, Company. You'll see, like, is how the badass. I mean, you kind of saw a little bit of it because he took down Yara and her fleet, and yeah. then he makes he reduces Theon back to Reek again. To Reek, which, yeah. Which, oh my God, I was just like, why, 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 why? You still like? I mean, I know, I get it. Ramsay took away your testicles, but wow, she's the wheeze. Couldn't even do it for her sister. Couldn't help her. And and then speaking of Theon, I I love. I just love everything Theon at this point. Just his redemption story. Uh, well, what Alfie about the Alli- redemption scene? I mean, the story, but the scene of his redemption. That was oh, pretty with, with him. comical. Yeah, with him and him and... Are you talking about him and Jon Snow or, or when he's fighting his crewmate? Yes, when he's fighting, well, yeah. you know, his mate. His crewmate, yeah. And then he gets he gets need in the balls or yes. the lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lack yeah. thereof. Yeah, um, I I saw that scene as actually a, a sort of a re rechristening because the, he had such an identity crisis throughout the last four years that it was I know it's difficult for him to finally come to accept his own and so yeah like i i was i was laughing at that part because he kept kneeing him there and nothing was happening and then he he finally beat the shit out of the other guy which was awesome but um i just think the scene leading up to that where Jon snow says it's okay to be a stark but you're also a Greyjoy, right and then him him finally f- having purpose and a and more of an identity so yeah, that's something that he could never, he never had, right? He just was always yeah. like going, oh, no, I want to be, like, everyone, like, well, who is it? Uh, someone come yeah, around in, in one of the seasons, they're going, oh, you're just a wannabe Stark. You just, like, you hung around them so much because you wanted to be them. Right. Which, like, right. you were ashamed of being from the Iron Islands and things like that. 
where John yeah, I mean his you know, a, you could, you his own father Stark tells him that. You could, yeah, you could be a Stark and you can be, you know, and you can be a, a Greyjoy. A Greyjoy. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I thought sorry. that scene was pretty powerful. But yeah, any, anything at this point, anytime Theon's on the television screen, I'm hooked. Because uh, yeah, let's move just because. <laughs> just because he's uh i think alfie allen's a great actor aside from john wick um <laughs> <laughs> and, and i just think that that whatever scene that they they put him in he he does a pretty good job of of uh kind of i don't know creating the dynamic between him and the other characters so so uh, that's all i gotta say i'm i'm a, I'm a huge theon fan I can see that, buddy. I can see. Yeah. So you're you're rooting for Theon in uh, season eight. Yes. Oh, uh, most definitely. Which which I thought was awesome that he. Uh, and, and I think that that part two when when he when he finally beats up his his crewmate right, and then he washes his face in the sand. And, uh, and yes, in, that was in, very in symbolic. Sea. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm thinking, all right, I'm all in, man. I I hope he he rescues Yara and. He has this big head-to-head against Euron because because Euron's pretty awesome. But I mean, I'm I'm old school, so I like having the good guys succeed. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But okay. Uh, well, how about we go into one of the most, I mean, memorable scenes this this uh, this season was Olena dropping the mic on uh, Jamie Lannister. Oh yeah. Man, she admitted to poisoning Joffrey. Jamie was just like, he thought he had her. Like, going, oh, look at that! I've captured your armies. I'm taking your gold. What you gonna do right. about it? <laughs> How did the men do? As as well as you would expect. <laughs> I just thought that was a good shot. She, um, she yeah. was. I mean, I, I was like, when when she said that. I, my jaw still dropped, even though I felt like oh, I felt like she had a, a hand in it, anyways, in the beginning. But yeah. when she actually said it, I was just like going, "Damn, that's so cold!" And you still get the last word, right? And then um, I just remember that was that was the second time that Jamie got roasted that episode because earlier it was it was Euron again that was saying you know do you, you think she likes it likes a finger up the bum or something like that right so so <laughs> it, it, this wasn't actually a good uh season for Jamie Lannister actually. yeah it, was, it wasn't he was, he was put through the he was put through hell <laughs> so yeah he took bell uh, in this this season was, I I just <laughs> I just it, it was funny because someone on Twitter mentioned oh I didn't realize Jamie Lannister was a Targaryen because he got burned so many times this episode <laughs> <laughs> Roasted, roasted, yeah. roasted. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, well, when we were watching it, Reyna was just—I don't know. What, what, what do you what do you feel when you when you heard Elena finally admit that the whole thing with Joffrey? Um, it was pretty much like, bam, gotcha, in your face. That's what I was saying. In your face, bitch. Eat yeah. that. That's pretty much what I was saying. I mean. We already knew it. I mean, there was no surprise there, but it was pretty much, once again... I was surprised. It was just, you know, pure vindication and just triumph. Like, 
boom, she got the last word. Take that, Cersei, yeah. you fucking bitch, in your face. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt. And once again, that was another re- rede- redeeming thing still, I think. I think. Uh, I mean, I know. I, I mean, and that closed up that story a bit, right? Because every, everyone still yeah. was like, going, well, who killed Joffrey? How, like, who did it? And Cersei is still blaming, you know, Tyrion. Um, Tyrion. But Jamie, if anything, this just gave Jamie more of like going, see, I knew my little brother would never have done anything like that. This bitch, though. What the hell? <laughs> it was, um, yeah, I, I, the, the way she went about it was so eloquent. And it, it kind of just reminds me of, of uh, I mean, yeah, she was, she was kind of forced to drink it. But people who go out on their own terms, right? Who who kind of say this is my uh, my swan song? Yeah, I, and I just I just like the way that she she goes about just telling Jamie all these things, right? And and then and then uh, Jamie Lannister, I, I, there's a part yeah, of that scene where the tension gets so high that I was thinking, dude, he's just gonna pull the sword at Widow's Whale, right, and and just stab her right in the chest, right? And so it doesn't happen, which is awesome. Because that that well, just means like Elena was the higher person at this point, and and she had more power at that point. I thought maybe Elena was like because when she said like okay, so I'm taking the poison. Great. How long is it gonna take? Thirty minutes, three days, you know, three hours, you know, whatever. And I thought maybe she's going all right. Fuck this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna suffer. I want you to go ahead and kill me with the sword. So I'm gonna say the one thing that I know that's gonna trigger you, and you're gonna kill me with that sword. Right. <laughs> and he, and he still did it. And she's going. I'm pretty sure she's going, well, damn it, that sucks. But oh, well, fine. <laughs> Take that in your face. <laughs> so, so, oh, oh, Elena, rest in peace, friend. Rest in peace. Um, well, all right. So we've got, uh, we we've went on with that, that lovely moment in the series or the season. Uh, what about, let, let's, get in, let's get into the main characters now. Let, let's, let's talk yeah, about, let's stop let, messing let, around. Get to the fucking main characters, please. So, all right, Barrett Dondarrion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Daenerys lands on, you know, on Dragonstone, and she sets up her headquarters. Right. Yeah. So, I I thought that the uh, that scene where she finally lands on Dragonstone at the end of episode one. And where they finally go, shall we? When she finally goes, shall we begin? Was was going? Oh shit! This is the kind of season it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because like, yeah. after that, then she's all of a sudden like they're coming with battle plans. They're coming up with like, all right, this is how we're gonna do things. Like we're gonna take over uh, Castle Rock, uh, Castle Black, and then after that, we're going to or Castle Rock, and we're going, to, you know, to move move the soldier, like uh, the Dothraki over here. We're gonna do this and this, and, like, and they're drawing it all out, and you're just like. Yes, yes. What a tactician! Like they're actually, you know, being smart with their moves. But obviously, you know, it's too Game of Thrones fashion. Like it was nothing was going to be that easy, right? Yeah. Well, how did you feel with like uh, with Daenerys and like how do you think her like her power was kind of like getting to her head? Because I mean, at one point, remember when she uh, she made or uh, well, she killed Randall and Dickon Turley? <laughs> Dickon. Dickon, yeah. Um, you sound like Bra- that was like Braun right there. <laughs> Dickon. Yeah. Anyways, um, the um, Danny. I mean, she had to make an example. Well, how did you feel? How how do you feel? Like, did she have to make that example for those who don't bend the knee? 
or uh, should you or she should be like no i need to show that i'm the bigger person so that means i'm gonna be a great ruler wait, wait what do you guys right. think right now um i would say that i was having a problem with her at the beginning of the season just i i think she did need to make an example of those two but she was being arrogant like and it, where it really showed that she was being arrogant was when she kept trying to get Jon Snow to bend the knee. Like, fuck, he's not gonna bend the knee, and just you know her whole reasoning and and everything that she, the way that she just came off in all of her scenes, where it's pretty much arrogant. I was just like, oh no, she's letting her power get to her head, and it's becoming a little bit like Cersei. So I mean, it, it kind of turned me off in the beginning. But then overall, like, did, did she have redeeming qualities? Ah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's still to be determined. I mean, she. I don't think. I don't think this season. I think she actually took a a, a step back in as far as character development because it it's kind of showing this season kind of showed a, a bit more of her ruthlessness and her her inability to listen to her advisors, which is is at, right now. I mean, we're at, we're at a critical moment to where. Yeah, she's probably not going to listen to her advisors anymore because she knows she has she has her dragons, right? And then she's probably more apt to listen to to, uh, to Jon Snow at this point. So, um, yeah, I just didn't. It, it, she, I don't know for her to burn the the Tarleys alive. It, it just kind of showed her as no better than Cersei Lannister. Yeah, I agree with that. No better than Cersei. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say you're right. I mean, she has, um, she has these yeah qualities that 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 appear. Then all of a sudden you're like going, wait, that's Cersei-ish. Cersei-ish. Yeah. Cersei-ish. Yes. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Going, it's, like, why are you like you're just over here like I'm gonna go ahead and kill whoever opposes me or who doesn't want to you know he's either my way or the highway. And that's the same thing with her Cersei. Like my way or the highway. If you're not with me, then you're against me. I'm gonna kill you. And Daenerys. Yeah. Is taking that same uh, same approach with with uh, all who oppose her, and yeah, Raina, you're right. She was she was she was totally arrogant. Like she just thinks, ah, oh, no worry, I got this. Like I got Dothraki, I got Unsullied, I got three dragons. Ain't no one gonna touch this. We got this on lock, everyone. We just gotta run the triangle offense, and we're gonna go ahead and take over this. <laughs> you know, we're gonna right. take over what's mine. And yeah, you know, Tyrion tried to tell her like, going, you know, yeah, don't do this. Like. You, Listen, have to, like, you have to, you have to calm, compa- calm the show- fuck down. Yeah, exactly. Like, like show some compassion. Like, she wanted to splash water on her and they're going, hey, hey, that's not how we do shit around here on this side of the fucking water. Um, right. And then, and, and I think the, the idea of, of, cause Tyrion keeps bringing up, oh, you said you want to reinvent the wheel or take away the wheel. Like, this isn't how to take away the wheel. And, and the, the, uh, the talk of, of succession, right, and what to do when considering that she allegedly can't have children, right, despite a prophecy from some whacked out old lady that that she met like seasons ago. But um, uh, to to Daenerys's credit, though, if she she didn't go against her advisors, we wouldn't have had the situation where she. Just shows up on her dragon to save Jon Snow, or to, because she, I mean, she finally takes that step to go. You know, I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go save, save my bro. 
John Snow. <laughs> save my nephew. <laughs> save my nephew, John Snow. Well, uh, I mean, or, Daenerys. Yeah, once again, random back to random. She's like so arrogant that she was so adamant. I'm like, John, thank you for coming. I'm bend the knee. I'm like, what the hell, man? This guy, all he's he's trying to tell you, warn you of no. Once again, a bigger war, bigger threat to the kingdom, and you're over here like, nah, bend the knee first. And that's something else. Yeah, Cersei. Cersei showed it. Like she didn't give a shit about no White Walkers coming. She's like, no, I'm just, I'm just all about power. And there, there, there goes your comparison where they're like going, are you guys stupid? Like there's a bigger picture here. Yeah. And yeah, they, they failed to see it. I mean, Daenerys finally saw it when she actually had to see it. Like, you know, uh, up close and personal. But I mean, yeah, John was like going, all right, no, just give me the dragon glass and, you know, I'll be out. Tyrion was like going, just give him the dragon glass. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I know this guy. This guy's a good guy. Like, he obviously wants this for another reason. Like, he would love your support, but if you're not going to give it to him, like, give him the shit that you're not going to use. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I like the dynamic when finally, when Jon Snow finally arrives on, on Dragonstone, where he reunites with Tyrion, and he's accompanied by uh, Sir Davos, right? And so there's, there's that whole introduction in in the throne room where Missande is saying all these things and then Sir Davos oh, yes. just says Mother of Dragons, this, fear of this fear is, of slaves. <laughs> yeah. This is this is Jon Snow. Um he's the king of the north. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Is <laughs> um and uh yep, that that's about it. Is there anything else that I should say? No, no, we're good here. Okay, good. <laughs> um I I do think we're we're headed to a point to where it's either Jon Snow or Daenerys Targaryen are gonna die in season eight. Like one of those two has to. Daenerys because should die. sorry because we're I mean we're we're at, no I think Jon Snow should die. <laughs> just uh just because like we we've we've been on the journey with these characters for too long, right? Too long in terms of of George R. 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 Martin's terms of of life and death, right? To where like the inevitable is coming between one of these two, right? Like I'd be surprised if they end up living, but in, in a, I don't know under unusual circumstances. But I I just think one of these two is gonna go, and and then the the reason why I think Daenerys is more the more likely candidate is because. Of her character development this season, how they, there's 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 a part there's a part of me that's going, man, like I'm starting not to like her. <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah, so, yeah. so you wouldn't yeah. have that attachment because oh, if you were to yeah. die, then I don't really care. Yeah. Well, well I mean, yeah. Was, once again, then they're, then they're, they're trying to make they're putting her into like a Cersei light, like going, oh, if you die, then I, yeah, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's Danny. That she's out of the way, um, and you know she hooks but up. But at, at least, at <laughs> least, at least we're in the same hemisphere now. I mean, the same country or continent, Westeros. Um, what one of the little jokes, real quick, before we we uh, step away from Daenerys was the the meeting at the Dragon Pit, where she finally arrives on her dragon like minutes late, right? And then I, I think it's funny because Cersei was speaking for all of us, thinking we've been here a while, right? Meaning that we've been watching this show for seven years, and sh- and Daenerys is finally on Westeros. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. 
So that's good. yeah, that, that that's nice. That's a nice little nod, nod joke, like off, off, like off, off camera, like off, like that deal. Um, oh, actually, no. Wait, real quick though, before yeah, we wrap up with Danny. Like, um, this is Danny and the dragons. Like, like did you did you have a feeling that we were gonna lose a dragon this this season? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, as much as I didn't want to see th- it happen, because I was just like, because of like her her children, her like whatever. I was like going. Uh, I thought at first it was gonna happen at that uh, the the battle uh, with with Jamie and Bron at uh, the high the high garden. Oh yeah, event. yeah. I thought that was gonna happen. You know, even though they shot it with that big you know glorified crossbow, the the scorpion. Yeah, it, it didn't do anything yeah. to it. Basically. I mean, it did, but I mean, it wasn't like that. Wasn't like all right. This ultimate weapon was bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. your pea shooter did not do anything. Oh well, but. When you when you saw her land to save John and you know the rest of the group uh, against the White Walkers, I was like going, "Oh shit!" Like, no, no, this is not going to be good. There's there's something catastrophic is going to happen right about now, and boom, yeah, there you go. You had you had that freaking White Walker, you know, gold medalist javelin thrower, just say like, "Oh, that's cute. You got a ba- uh, you you got a dragon here. Hold my beer." And he just, <laughs> he just straight up. He didn't even look. Did you see how how accurate he was? He didn't. He didn't check for wind resistance. He didn't check for anything. He didn't do the little thumb in the air thing. He said, "Nope, just do this right here." And he didn't even ask the guy for give me two just in case I missed the, missed the first time. Like, no, like, give me give me one. I got this. Right. And Which if you if you watch the scene again, uh, the you know the the Night King and his his uh, band of of. Thieves, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they have, if you look at it, right, because there's five of them, right? There's with the Night, Night King kind of lead, taking the lead in the front. There are three of those spears, meaning that uh, it's either they, they knew or they had a feeling that the dragons would come, right? Because, like, there's five of them. The two on the right are holding swords, but the three on the left with the Night, Night King included, are, they're holding those spears. So I think one way or another, they would have got a dragon or two or if they went i mean they could have gone for the trifecta oh, and they then they were they were, yeah. they were they were planning this already ahead ahead of time yeah they knew, they knew. so smart so the, the so there's that's that's a, another reason why i think the night king has some sort of ability much very similar to brand where he could probably go into the past right or maybe there's some parts where he could see in the future or, so. is, or is Bran actually the Night King from what we, some fan theories say? Right. Uh, well, we won't know until another two years from now because we won't uh, be seeing the yeah, show. Yeah, 20, 2019, jeez. Uh, well, anyways, yeah, yeah I mean, well, well, I don't know. I know when, uh, I know, what was it with the dragons when you saw, was it, who was it, which, which dragon died actually? It, was, it wasn't Dragon, it was... It was Viserion. Viserion, yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't, I, 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 could, I mean, I couldn't handle. I was like, going, "No, stop! You don't have to kill it." And then even, even the other one was like, you could kind of saw, you saw the other dragon basically look at it, like going, "Brother, no." Yeah. So the, um, yeah, it was, it was tough to, to watch, and I, but there's a part of me that, that again, I, I like storytelling so much that yeah as as much as i want the bad guys to to lose and the good guys to win i do like when 
the odds are stacked against the, the good guy because it makes for a better story. And and now they have to yeah, overcome. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I remember a long time ago I read, I read that in storytelling, you have to treat your main character like crap. Like you have to shit all over your main character in order for them to come out alive. Otherwise if any, everything was all good and dandy, then it, it, it would make for a less interesting story. So I I I applaud the writer's choice of giving up one of the dragons, and I think it's working to the favor of storytelling. Yeah, and basically, but, but you know, and it, and it kind of actually it does level the playing field out a bit because yeah. I mean, once you saw Daenerys come in there and started wiping out all the walkers with their dragons, I thought, all right, this is gonna be a game over. Like you gotta try and come over at the wall. Like no, she'll just wait for you. and She'll burn you all at the end. But nope. In true fashion, like now they got their own WMD. They've got their, you know, I'm thinking of that uh, in Die Hard. You know, remember like that uh, scene where he says, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun? Yeah. Like, yeah, now he's, he's like this, ho, 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 now I've got a dragon. Because he leveled out the playing field. And that kind of at least gives you more of like going, oh, okay, this is not going to be real easy. If anything, now it seems like, shit, the cards are really stacked against you guys. Yeah. Um as as you as you see as we saw in that last scene of uh, of, of of the season, but we'll just we'll dive dive into that in a bit. Um, so that's Danny and her uh, in her season, and then okay, we'll just do a quick thing with uh, Cersei and Jamie. Jamie took L's this season, and Cersei is still a bitch, and now she's pregnant. Hmm. Or so she says she's pregnant. We don't know for sure if she is. <laughs> Remember at the end of that episode when they were going. Where they were talking about, like, the makers of that episode, they said that, you know, Cersei showed her cards sort of when she was talking to Tyrion, you know, by rubbing her stomach. I think it was a fake pregnancy, and she knew that Tyrion was going to fall for it, you know, understanding, oh, you're pregnant. Um, I honestly don't think she's pregnant at all. She's playing these cards to keep Jamie under her finger. But she lost Jamie now, so she's still going to play those cards? She doesn't know that she lost Jamie. Well, I mean, she kind of, he walked out on the scene though, right? So. She probably thinks that he's following her orders to head a, oh, yeah. a different yeah, it, way. It, 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 it's it, not clear. It was kind of ambiguous, but I, I think some of the clues as to his, what he was wearing as he was leaving King's Landing should provide a clue because he wasn't wearing the Lannister armor anymore. He was just straight up wearing black Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he did not don the lion's the crest anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, his journey leads us it's, to season eight. Right. So it it it's it, it's it, it's ambiguous. I mean, maybe he is on a, on this mission for Cersei, right? So because because everybody expects him to be the one to kill Cersei, but I I honestly think that he he's gonna die along with Cersei. Like he's not. They they, they both need to. I mean, if if anything, he always he loved her so much that yeah, go ahead, die with her. Yeah. As much as be sad, but because I I I think as as much as he wants to restore his name and his honor, right? Uh, Of because he hates because you know how much he hates being called Kingslayer. Yes. Like it. It's and then Nikolai Coster Walder does a really good job of showing contempt every time. Like he just has that facial expression down. Down pat. So he, uh, it, the his 
conveyance of of emotion every time he gets called Kingslayer and this this whole redemption of of honor. But I I think it it, it goes back to the first episode, like the things he he he'll do for love, right? So I I just think no matter what, Cersei's always going to trump every, everything that Jamie whatever Jamie's feeling. So I it it is ambiguous. That last scene was ambiguous as to what his intentions are and I, we have to wait till 2019 to find out what's going to happen. Well, I don't know if you've been keeping up with Reddit, but there is a theory out there saying that, you know, after all that we've been through, um Jamie Lannister could actually be the true Azor Ahai of Westeros. Oh. Um did you read that theory? No, I, I didn't. I have, to, I have to check that one out now. Um, yes, actually, it went into a couple things like, you know, they keep referencing him and things that he's gone through to make, you know, his sword of Valyrian steel or whatnot. And, and pretty much, you know, that would be a real game changer if we were to find out that Jamie Lannister was indeed the true, um, you know, prince or leader to come based right. on... Everything. Or if he if he's the Valencar, like the true Valencar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I mean, pretty much. Man, that would that would that would be a, a that would be a, a good. Um, I don't know how to put it. I guess twister or, or you know yeah. twist to the plot. If you don't say, I mean, I read it. It seems pretty legit, but who knows? Yeah. We'll just have to wait till season eight. To wait, to wait till 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Please, 2019, yeah. come, come, come soon. Um, all right, so let's not, let's not forget the the third member of the Lannister family, which Tyrion, he was, I don't, I don't know, he, we're talking about regressed, uh, you know, character development. Like, I don't think he really developed this much this season. He was just more of like, I'm the advisor and I won't be, you know, I'm not going to be listened to yeah, and that's about. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't really nothing memorable for this season, right? I, I, I beg to differ and say that he actually did develop his character. I think we're getting closure to a lot of the open items, most in particular his that scene between him and Cersei talking. He finally got a chance to get everything that was you know on his chest off his chest and really put her in her place. Um, I think that was development for him and the fact that he's able to talk to Daenerys, you know, without fear. I think that's also development as well. And the fact that he witnessed, you know, the aunt and the nephew banging. I mean, good God. I don't know what that's going to do for season eight, but definitely development in that character. Witness it per se. I mean, he did see mm, he, uh, John. He knows what's going on. He did see John coming, knocking in the night. He saw those hungry eyes. He knows what's going <laughs> on. Um, with Tyrion, uh, I, f- I feel like he's, he's this season he's portrayed more as the voice of reason, whereas yeah, yeah, he's like er, in, in, in contrast to the previous seasons where he was, he was known as, I mean, there was like, was it season five where he was drifting along and then the previous seasons, he was this womanizer, right? And and guy that was just like super clever. Again, like a guy that was too smart for his own good, right? Well, so yeah, no, no, was, I just think that like, I just think the like switch. A, someone who was into, I wouldn't say selfish, but he was like, no, I was like, I, I'm just gonna live up my life. Like going, I was 
you know, dealt this hand or I'm, you know, my family, you know, treats me like crap. I'm going to go ahead and just party it on. And yeah, you're right. He did. He has, he has matured or developed over the seasons where now he's like, he is the advisor now to, he's the hand of the queen. Yeah. But I just, I just felt like his, him being the hand of the queen. Like, I didn't feel like he had like these strong, well, I mean, Reyna, you said like the, the interaction between him and Cersei. Yeah, that was, that was nice, but I still didn't, it was nothing where it made me feel like, oh, like, wow, like Tyrion is really, you know, take, taking charge. I mean, I, all right. I mean, his season for me was, was, I think, if anything, it was overshadowed with obviously all the events, the, yeah, you know, the drag, the dragons and, uh, I, but you know what though like his character is not going to suffer from the lack of development or the little development that he had just because he had already developed so much and no, I, I, I would say right. the last the, the last three seasons his, yeah. his character yeah, will not so, suffer i mean so he could he, he could take a loss season. yeah he could take a loss at this point and it would still be i mean he did take a few losses too like the the when his the plans, sand snakes, his got, his yeah, the, got messed up. Yeah, the sand snakes got taken, and and the Lannisters weren't at Casterly Rock. Like, uh, Jamie Jamie Lannister totally did the Rob Stark thing, where they went where they weren't going to be, and they they went over to Highgarden when when everybody was ambushing Casterly Rock. So, um, so I I, I think as far as as Tyrion's development, I I think. It just showed more of his vulnerabilities and how he's so unfamiliar with this advising role and and then the I think the the powerful most powerful moment for me for Tyrion was him seeing Jamie on the battlefield and telling him quietly, right, in his own Oh he's mumbling under idiot. Yeah. Right. So it just means that regardless of what what's going on around him he's always going to care for his family and i think that's that's still one thing to note that he's he's always going to be a lannister so uh, you're right yeah when, so well, yeah when when he had that conversation with uh, with cersei yeah and he's like oh you're pregnant he kind of showed it he kind of softened up as going oh shit all right well you're still you're still my sister and that's still going to be my family like, and he even said like going you think i did it didn't hurt me knowing that your children are dead my nephew my niece you know, yeah. Like he's, you're right. He still has that that connection between them. Like, and he's still. And it's not like he's like going. You think I like like being blackballed by all you guys? Like, no. It's like you're putting me in a situation where, thing, and you are, you know, obviously are not in the right. With the way yeah. you're trying to run things around here, but the um uh, the that scene that is scene also where they have that secret meeting with Jamie, and he's trying to explain himself to. I uh, I I just think that there's. There's still a big part of Tyrion to where the loyalty still lies with the family. I think that that's going to create an even more issue if if it does come up in that sense. Because I know he's faithful to Queen Daenerys, but I mean, sometimes family's family's thicker than anything, you know. Like blood yeah. is thicker than than water. And so, so I think that that the ambiguity of of that last episode where he's looking in, right? It could be from a number of things. It could be the fact that he's his advice isn't going to be taken as as with a lot of weight behind it because 
now Jon Snow is sort of in the way and he he'll probably have a say on one thing or another and another thing is is maybe the deal that he struck with Cersei is somewhat going to betray Queen Daenerys so yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean the, yeah. the look, the look, the look had every had everything was tossed up in the air. Like, oh, is that a look of betrayal yeah. that's going to happen, or is that a look of like going, oh, all right, of contempt? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, you said it. Uh, you said Jon Snow. So that's the re- let's uh, let's take it on home with him. Uh, this was his. This was another season where I felt like, yeah, John. This is a Jon Snow season. Oh, it was totally a Jon Snow season. And oh, I mean. If it, if that last scene wasn't you telling it was a Jon Snow season, then God knows what <laughs> you were watching then. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I think he, he was actually the one who, who benefited greatly from, from great character development because it showed his, uh, his, his leadership skills, especially in the beginning that, that scene up in Winterfell where he forgives the umbers, and the Karstarks for something that they their father did, where whereas Sansa just wanted to execute them and or excommunicate them from the north, right? So, yeah. um, I just think it, it shows it shows Jon Snow's ability to lead, uh, and it's it sets more of a precedence precedence of his character and his honor, right? Even yeah. though he's done he's done some pretty shitty things too, but well, no, uh, I think I think he's he's probably honor. in the best. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, he think he's in the best position to lead at this point. Any anything? Well, speaking of honor, like, he was like honest Abe during the meeting with uh, Cersei and everything. He straight up, he straight up was like going, "Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go ahead. I'm not, I'm not gonna bend the knee. I'm not gonna my put my allegiance to you. This is like, just say it." They were all looking at him, and going, "Dude, just say what she wants you to say." So we can go ahead and have her on our side and you know move, move things along. And he just was like going, "No, I have, I have principles." Like going, "No, I'm not going to say. If you start with one lie, it will lead to another, to another, to another, to another." Yeah. And exactly. We, you have to, yeah. You give it up to you give it up to the guy who says, like, "No, I'm going to stand by by my word." This is, like, I believe, like this, like this is lies will get gets get you know got us into this and you know gets us to this situation. Like going, like I'm not going to add add on to it. This is. You're, all you're gonna do, like one lie, will lead to this, and then it'll just it'll just ball up again. It will be a circle. I would have to say that's his naiveness showing. That isn't necessarily a strength. I actually think it's a weakness because he's so naive. He's so into the truth that he doesn't know how to play the game. And I guess we'll find out in season eight if truth wins. But I mean, he's a great leader, but. I just don't know if he's witty enough or smart enough to be that leader to bring them all the way through. He's I mean, got a lot of heart is basically what he has. But I mean, since... Only heart can take you so much. That's, you know, we'll see. Don't tell that to Rudy Tomjanovich. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. <laughs> yeah! Got that. got a Rudy Tomjanovich uh, going in there. Yes! For anyone nice who's in sport. Yes, thank you. Rudy... <laughs> Rudy Tomjanovich, who who happened to be a coach for the Lakers for one season, just just saying. Oh yeah, you're right. He was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, in the 2004 season. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, right, right now you do, you do bring up a good point. Like I, I think, yeah, his his uh, um, uh, like unwillingness to to play along with politics, right? 
but I think that that also serves as a as a strength. And may, maybe he his version of leading is is because you know how up in the wall they uh, they democratically chose their leader, right? And I think his version of leadership is them break quote unquote breaking the wheel. What if what if they at this point they institute kind of like a constitutional monarchy or or an, an actual democracy where the the people actually choose to lead who they're going to lead. So it's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how about how about John and the Suicide Squad? That's who they are. They're not the Avengers. They're the Suicide <laughs> Squad because that was a suicide freaking mission when they had to go on the other side of the wall to go get this uh, get themselves a white to proof for proof for uh, Cersei and. When he went over there and he took that when that when those doors opened up and you just saw you just saw panning to the hound to Jorah I was like going oh my god to Beric Beric Dondarrion yeah oh my god I was going yes I was going the ultimate team is here and but I also got afraid though when I saw that I was going oh shit when are you when are you gonna die yeah I I was um. I was hyped for the episode because I know it's usually the the episode before the season finale that's usually the penultimate episode, right? Because it's always a season something, episode nine, that always had something going on. Like the first season, Ned Stark dies, right? The second season, the the Battle of Blackwater, right? So yeah. uh, there, there was a part of me that was thinking that this episode was going to be huge. And I, I, I think I was underwhelmed up until the point the dragon dragon died. So uh, I, I did appreciate the like the team getting together, but I was always so confused that there were the, these faceless wildlings that were with them that I didn't realize were with them because I thought it was just them seven oh, yeah, only. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. I thought there was only the seven of them and then like when I started yeah. seeing like bodies start getting killed, I was like, oh my God, who the fuck died? Like, who is that? Yeah, that? who is who was, was that? that? Who was that? Yeah. Oh shit, was that yeah. Thoros? Like, no, like, oh no, it was just a you know throwaway. It was a red shirt, basically, who got killed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a red shirt. <laughs> uh. um, but... Well, actually, you know what? Out of that, out of that little Suicide Squad, though, dude, how badass was Beric? Oh, Beric was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, the, sad, like I was sad. And the fire sword alone already, I was like going, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! And he just summons that fire on his sword like, like it was a lighter. I'm going, dude, right. where the hell have you been these all these seasons? Yeah, and, and it was a. Uh, it, it was it was cool the dynamic between all of them though I I did appreciate most the the conversation that Sir Jorah had with Jon Snow and when he was trying oh, to give up give the sword yeah, yeah yeah with the the sword right and then the um, uh it just it I mean it just means that again King of the Friend Zone is is going well you're the guy she likes man so <laughs> yeah pretty much is like, no 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 it's yours it's <laughs> Yeah. I don't deserve yeah. that sword. Even if even if I come back, <laughs> she's still gonna want you. She's going, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I, mean, I thought, yeah, the, the whole the, I thought the interaction between each character was was quite hilarious. Uh, the yeah, hound, that was yeah. It, the hound, the, the hound, hound and, uh, and Tormund, Tormund, Tormund Giant's Bane. Uh, yeah, I then, I have a woman who's waiting for me. <laughs> and you're going, Brienne? She's not your woman, fool. Oh man, I love. I love the fact that he yeah, he he longs for her and she's like oh god no. 
and then you have Gendry. Gendry. Gendry and with uh, the, who was a uh, Thoros? Who was who was sold by Thoros? Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. And yeah, they yeah. Had, they had they, they reunited to like you know speak their piece of going. You fucking sold me. Is it going? You're alive, yeah. aren't you? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I I thought that that interaction was was great. Um, I thought that the interaction with Sir Jorah too and and Thoros where he tells them, "Oh, I thought you were the most bravest soldier, bravest bravest warrior I've ever seen." And he's like, "Not the bravest, probably the drunkest." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, it's like those little those those little interactions, those little conversations, those little side yeah. things that made me going, "Yeah, this is a pretty cool squad that they got going on here." Yeah, you know, all good I, things. You know, shit had to shit I, had to go awry, right? Yeah, I I think I I did like how the island did create some tension and it it did it did it for as many seasons as I've watched The Walking Dead. I think I've watched like the first three. Right? It did evoke that emotion where they're just chilling there and they're they're sur- surrounded on this island and they're stuck, right? And yeah. so I I did I did like that, but I was thinking it took these guys days just to get up to this point, right? And then and then Gendry gets back to the, he gets back to Eastwatch like within 45 minutes or so, right? And then these ravens that they send out from Eastwatch, they get around hella quick everywhere. And so I was yeah, thinking the whole the time, the time, the time, the, the, the time, time yeah. span, and it was just the concept of time, like <laughs> what, 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 yeah. what, 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 what turned? Was it going? It sh- it sh- they should have been stuck on that island for days. Right, but then uh, all of a sudden, Queen Daenerys is is on her dragon within a day, and I was going, "Man, those are some fast ravens." Well, you know, she she yeah. had, she went, she, you know, she went down down downwind, and she said, Whew. "Yeah." <laughs> but um, um, but no, and then I, you know what I have to say though about this, and we'll go back to John being his kind of like naiveness or arrogance, it's like. I mean, I kind of blame this asshole. No, no, I'm not gonna asshole. I, I kind of do blame. I do blame him for for the drag for Viseron's death. Like, get on the fucking dragon and go. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm gonna go ahead and clear a fucking path for you guys. And I'm after I've already killed ten of these uh, these little walkers. I'm gonna kill another twenty to go make sure you guys. If you guys, if you just jumped on the dragon when you're supposed to, you've been like scot free, gone. Yeah. And Viserion would be alive. And Viserion would be alive. But no, he wanted and, to, and, he and, wanted he wanted to fucking show off in front of his fucking girlfriend and they're going, Hey, check it out. <laughs> I'll beat all these You like that? You like how I beat all these fucking uh, White Walkers asses? Yeah, that's what I thought. But I if that didn't happen, then we wouldn't have Uncle Benjamin with his uh Yeah, that's right. Uncle Ben. <laughs> with not the yeah, rice man guy. Not, not, not the rice guy. No, not the rice guy. But Uncle Benjamin coming up with his uh like swinging that that, I don't know what was it, what it was, but he was swinging, taking heads off. I thought I thought that part was awesome. <laughs> oh, you mean when John, you know, once again cashed in one of his fucking uh, cat lives because I oh, thought yeah. he was dead again. <laughs> How the hell do you go underwater, you know, being pulled by all these White Walkers? But yet, nope, I got it. I'm good. You should have died in <laughs> hypothermia. Your body. I mean, seriously, it was. That's why I was like going, John. I don't know what. What kind of magical powers are over you now? Where you're just fucking like Fifty Cent, and you're walking around <laughs> with an S in your chest? But what the hell? I mean, it, that that part kind of got annoying. I was like, going, no, don't do that. Like, don't make him, don't make him live. Okay, well, I guess he's gonna have to live, and you know, it, it happened. But, uh, 
does it um let me ask you guys like both both you and Raina like does it does him constantly being put in front of death and him escaping death kind of take away the tension of him dying take away the what the tension of him dying mm, I would say no I mean at this point he's come into so many close calls with death it's actually expected like I'm just waiting for the moment that he dies I'm expecting for it to happen. And to take a step back, you know, to Vince's point where where he said, you know, if he would have just hopped on the dragon, you know, sooner they would have been all alive. You just don't know, man. That was his whole ploy, man. He was given Daenerys hungry eyes all the way through the season. And that was his thing. It's like, all right, when she loses this dragon, I'm going to go in for the move. (laughs) And I'm going to get her. Dan, the long con, man. He he thought this one out. Oh baby, I'm so sorry about your dragon. Come here, tell, yeah. tell, tell, tell Johnny Boy what you, what you. Oh my God, your feelings, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he knows when to get a woman when she's vulnerable. I mean, look what happened with the the wildling. He got her when she was vulnerable. Damn, John, you secret player. So, you. Hey, he knows. He knows what he's doing. Maybe, then, maybe he does. He does know something, Jon Snow. Do you, do you think? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, but uh, you think Jorah, when he saw Jon Snow make that sacrifice and start being able, he's like, "Oh fuck, man! He, uh, you think I should jump off too? You think you like? You think I get get out of the friend zone by doing this?" <laughs> <laughs> and to what Reyna said, he's like going after after all that, and he sees like Daenerys like con- being consoled by him. Like you see Jon Snow look up and he like winks at Jorah, like going, "I told you." And Jorah's like going, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying for so long. He's the I've ducky. Been tried, I've been trying for seven seasons. <laughs> he's the ducky of the group. Like he's trying so hard, and he's just like, "I nope, sorry, man. Not for you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Not today." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then, yeah, all right. John has made some foolish mistakes, but I think, like I said, this was a John-heavy uh, season, and. To wrap everything up, like he wraps he wraps it up. Well, we actually don't know if he wraps it up, but he he gets with his aunt, and which I felt like. Uh, did no, you feel uncomfortable? Not, yeah, I felt I felt a little bit uncomfortable. A bit? Oh my god, what's wrong with you? You should not even said a bit. Now, may, now makes me uncomfortable talking to you if you're just singing a bit. <laughs> I mean, but, it's expected within the the Targaryen family, right? But I guess so, right? But I was yeah. just like. It was like a horrible car crash, and you're like going, please, please, Tyrion, knock on the door, knock on the door, knock on the door, do something. It's like, stop, oh, stop this, stop this from happening. Kind of like watching Old Boy. That's the feeling that I got. It was like, ew, gross. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You're just, you're already seeing it unfold, and you're like going, but you, you were talking about it, like the culminating of like the hungry eyes that she was mm. giving him, and like going, oh, I see where this is going to lead, and you're just, you know, Jorah's are going, oh, once I see the boat a rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, do you think Jorah, do you think when Jorah hears the fuck, the news that, uh, you know, he's a, he's a nephew, he's just, oh my God, please let me deliver this message. <laughs> <laughs> let me be in the room when you guys tell him. Um. <laughs> uh. Um, okay, so that was that was basically season season uh, season seven in a nutshell, and now 
We're gonna have to uh, wait the what two years or a year and a half until uh yeah a year and a half I mean, apparently. Well, it's fine because you know that means that means one more Comic Con with them. Right. right. Um. Uh, like essentially, essentially, like two more, right? Because they would still have to do promotions for the for the spinoff no, shows. Oh yeah, spinoff. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Uh, I mean, but for the main the main show, yeah, it's gonna be over for them. They'll have the current right. call and um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would don't still know. I would still want them to make appearances out, you know, out together, kind of just a farewell tour. Oh, maybe they might do something. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It'd be it'd be cool if they did. I mean, it's such it's such a great show. Yeah. Um, All right, I I know we we've, we've peppered in throughout this episode. The things that we might expect in season eight, but do uh, do you, Rainer, or do you, Vince, have have any speculations as to what's going to happen in season eight, or or how things are going to go down, or or what what you think the ultimate goal is going to be for season eight? I'm afraid they're going to just like blow this fucking thing up and say, "Going the White Walkers win, game over." Like going, "This was all bullshit." Like what the hell? I mean, I I mean no, I I don't I don't know really what to expect, and because I'm not reading the books, so I don't know uh, where this is actually going to be taking. Where will it be taking? Uh, my take on it is that in the end, this is all just going to be a dream by a boy looking into a snow globe, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it'll end. You know that that'd be perfect too. Right, because you know the snow is like, oh, winter's coming. Because this little boy shook the snow globe. Damn it! Oh, God, there there is actually a um, a theory to that, right, Reina, that, that you're speaking of, like good Saint Elsewhere reference, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But there's this thought that you remember in season season one, like if you go and rewatch season one, there's a scene before they leave for King's Landing at which Ned's. Ned Stark is staring into the godswood, right? Just mm-hmm. it, it's just an inexplicable scene. It's just him staring into the godswood, and then it moves on to another scene, right? So there's this thought that that actually everything that we're watching is all in his head, as as he's staring into the godswood, and season eight ends with him making the ultimate decision not to go to King's Landing because he thinks. <laughs> Right? Do not. Do not. Don't. <laughs> yeah. That would be wow. I don't know what yeah. to say. That would really be wow. No, no, it'll be not wow. I'll be like going, fuck you. What? You're telling me this is all an imagination, like an elaborate imagination from like, well, what if? Like, this was yeah. a long what if the whole time. Yeah. So the um the the thought of it is is somehow Ned Stark gets the powers that Nicolas Cage had in, in Next, right? <laughs> <laughs> And he's able to he's able to dodge everything. Okay. <laughs> right, right. So it's um, I don't know. There, there's that, there's that thought to that's how it's gonna end, which is bittersweet, right? Because we've we've grown along with all these characters, only to have it. We're back at season one, and he just says, "I don't want this thing to be like lost. I don't want it all of a sudden like you're, you're gonna end it." Oh, I'm sorry, you haven't watched it yet. Well, yeah, I don't want it to be like that. Where the, oh, I mean, you know what? I'm not worried because obviously the, there's a book already and the, the, the writers and everything. This, this is smarter writing than than other shows where I where I'm gonna try and compare what their endings were like and how they're robust. But um, right. <laughs> what, what do you what, whole, do you what do you think? 
the whole snow globe. If, if it was just a, it's just a little boy looking into a snow globe, like I would I would literally get like, do a standing ovation, going, <laughs> "Well done, well done, DB D. Weiss and David Benioff. You you tied everything to Saint Elsewhere." Elm, and now Emmy, <laughs> Emmy, you get an Emmy. <laughs> you you get a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> oh man, the ultimate um, troll fucking show. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, like it, it's it's actually some kids. Like it's really like a, a a kid looking into a snow globe, waiting for his his friends to come over to play Dungeons and Dragons, right? So that's and he just comes up with this whole. <laughs> it just it would yeah that would put me that would go all right i i'm i'm in i'm in for the for whatever you guys gonna give me no i i think the um the, it's gonna be bittersweet like everybody says it's gonna be bittersweet and even even george R. 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 martin said that his the ending that he has envisioned for his books because now the television show is its own entity at this point right so yes uh he he still is uh all of what him, Weiss, and Benioff had decided that that the the ending is has has to be bittersweet. So my thought is either uh, one of the the big characters dies, right? Either Jon Snow or or Daenerys Targaryen or or Arya or or dude, that would break my heart if it was Arya Stark. Um, what are you doing? I just told you she's rising the charts yeah. and being a badass, and you're over here like, like yeah. no, she's gonna die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or Sansa, but I, I think that's what's gonna happen, and then. My my feeling is that the the whites and the White Walkers they make their way down south, right? To to and they take all the north and they make it to King's Landing. And you know how all the um oh gosh, what it, the wildfire is still underneath yes King's Landing, right? I I just think the only way to defeat them is if they just set off the the wildfire. So yeah. well, I mean, yeah, you kind of feel that. Remember, they said, like, "How many barrels do you have? Five hundred. We need more." And I'm like, going, "Yeah, oh yeah, that's gonna come in handy later on." And you're right. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. They're gonna march all the way down. Uh, there will be deaths amongst them marching down to uh, King's Landing. And when it happens, they're going, "Well, fuck it. Like this is the last resort. Goodbye." Yeah. So, so there, there's the Iron Throne will be left standing, but there'll be nobody, nobody who will be su- subjected to the throne right so it's just it's just who's who's there was really no true ruler there was no reason for the, the whole madness yeah, in the first yeah. place because it yeah. ended up being uh, yeah yeah so i i just think that's that's gonna be the bittersweet way and then and then the the you spoke about it earlier but the fan theory of bran ultimately becoming the night king makes sense because he can he can warg into the past and he can become different people in the past yeah, uh, as evidence, as evidenced by the the hold the door episode in season six, but I I, th- I think the um, I I think that's the one thing that I think that that's true. It's like he he ends up becoming the guy who becomes the. And so in essence, he'll be the dude playing the dude playing another dude. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? I hope I'm actually hoping in uh, season eight they'll uh, they'll show that Tormund and uh, what's his name uh, survive that whole uh, wall coming down. Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel, I'd feel like if they were just to die like that, I feel that was like an unjust death. Like, like, oh no, they deserve a, a, like a more heroic. You're talk, death. talking about Tormund and Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to say like, if they were gonna die, like have them die. Like they come out of the rubble when that thing happens, and then they go into a fight with the White Walkers and they die. I right. do that. Don't give me like, oh no, they just fall into this fucking wall of this shit and they just, that's it. 
Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for that. What What would you guys feel? I know. I know. We got to wrap it up soon because it's already like almost one in the morning. But um, what would you What would you guys feel if we did see Ned Stark and Catelyn Stark again? Because with Bran's ability, or no, a- no, no, as as because you know how Bran has the ability to to travel to certain points in time and witness firsthand, right? So, yeah. I, I I mean, I think. It would be more of a fan service than anything. I don't think it would advance any story at all, but I, just to see them one more time before the show ended. Yeah, as, that'd, be, that'd as, be nice. Like, like yeah. some sort of like a far off scene, like he's just watching them from afar and you just see them like, yeah. and he kind of yeah. like, oh, my fam, my, you know, like my mom and dad before, before all this yeah. happened. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. But I don't want to yeah. be like forced, obviously. Either. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want it to be forced, but I, uh, I, I would like to see that happen just because I think Sean Bean, I mean, he was the one that started this whole show. So Pretty much, yeah. Just, you're right. Just to see him. Just to see him one more time would be great. Fan, I mean, it, it would time. be a fan service. Yeah. Well, that was Gosh. season. Uh, well, okay, and the last thing, uh, when we're wrapping it up, like, what did you think of season seven out of all the seasons? Like, how, how did you feel for it, Reyna? Um, I would. S- how how did the scenes go? No, no, no. How how did the season? I'm sorry, the season oh. of, uh, of season seven. How did- I would say season seven was pretty much a lot of closure to open um open storylines that we're seeing them wrap up, and um, I would say it's pretty much built up the tension for season eight, and I wasn't disappointed. It was great. That's good. Yeah, no, I w- I wasn't disappointed at all either. Uh, I would say. The best season, but no, it feels like a lot of gratification in this season. Like Raina said, like you just saw a lot of things close up, and yeah, there were like some like some happy mo- like a lot more happier moments this season. Where I think, oh, thank God, like you know, there's a re- uh, you know a reunion here, or, or this person's dead now. They got theirs finally. Yeah, you're feeling like okay, like some the good guys are starting to you know win win some now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I thought it was a, I thought it was a great season. Not the wait. For not for season eight, how about you, Anthony? Uh, I I love this season because it kept me wanting more and more. Which I I was I was longing for the ten episode seasons, but it, I think the the seven episode season was just right. Yeah, it, it, I don't think, uh, I, don't think for, I don't feel like it suffered by the shortage of episodes. Yeah, yeah. but I do I do miss a, a lot of the story development and the the quote unquote lulls that some, some seasons had because you needed, you needed to display the acting or you needed to talk about this person's story. So, uh, I, I still hold season six a little bit higher than this season, but, uh, I, I love this season nonetheless. It was, no, it was, it was great. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for 2019. Woo. Um, any, uh, parting shots, uh, as we, uh, as we, as we say goodbye to our uh, listeners. Um, Anthony, uh, what are you? Uh, where are you at? Where, where can people find you on uh, on the interwebs? Uh, on the interwebs, uh, you can find me at Mercant on almost anything: uh, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, uh, LinkedIn. I don't know. Um, yeah, you could, you could do that. You could always uh, you could email us at keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm still working on the website, so be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. And then, Vince, you you do all the plugs for all the all the platforms we're on. The platforms that we're on, right? We're on Google Radio. We're on obviously on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, hopefully, we will get on uh, 
some other platforms. But those, that's right. But please rate, uh, rate, subscribe, and comment. Um, and we're also on Instagram, uh, keeping it nerd, and we're on the Twitter, keeping it nerd. Uh, I myself uh, am on Twitter as Vinsanity09 and Instagram uh, vmastaho09. Uh, right now, would you like uh, to divulge any of your information, or like to like, uh, keep yourself private? Um, I would actually like to keep myself private. If you follow Vince, then you'll pretty much know what my handle is. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, any more thanks that we have to? I don't want to leave anyone out. I don't want to be an Oscar. Wait, I forget to wait. You, you guys mentioned the dogs, and they they each have their own social media. Oh, that's so, right. So, oh, that's so, right. so, so our, our diary will so, have a, I think so. We have a uh, on Instagram. They both have Instagram. So it's uh, Bishop dot the nerd ski third ski. Wait, dot. wait, wait. Bishop dot the dot nerd ski. Don't forget that extra dot. Oh yeah. And the second one is rogue, R-O-G-U-E, dot, the, dot, nerdsky, N-E-R-D-S-K-Y. Yeah, go follow my, go follow my pups, go uh, give them some likes. They actually have more followers than us, so. They do have yes. more followers, so it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, there's at least someone <laughs> in this house uh, has, a, has a, a social media presence. <laughs> we need to, we need to ride their wave of, of I know, popularity. right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get some of those dog listeners over, over on our end. <laughs> um, but yeah, here's to 2019. Uh, I'm Vince. I'm Anthony. Keep I'm it real. Raya. And oh, keep sorry. it nerd. Oh, what did we did we miss? Sorry, up? I missed you guys. No, let's uh, try that again one more time. <laughs> no, I'm we'll not put this in the outtakes. Now we'll put this in the outtakes. Don't worry. Shh, 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 shh. I'm just again. No, 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 no. You have to. You're, no, you're I'm not are, saying anything. You have to say goodbye to the listeners. Listen no, to I'm not. Shh, shh, I'm not. Shh. No, you have to. Ready? All right, here we go. All right, this is Vince. This is Anthony. Wow. Silence. I told you I'm not saying anything. Go ahead. Do it again. Okay, we're going to do this again, time. Anthony. Man, here we go. Okay. You're keeping this in. You're keeping this in here. Um, all right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, uh, rate, like, subscribe to our uh, podcast on the different platforms I had mentioned before. Uh, my name is Vince. This is Anthony. Keep it real. And keep it nerd. Thank you.